Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Please turn in your Bibles with me to Exodus 12, Exodus 12, verse 13. If I read 12 and 13, Exodus 12, verse 12 and 13. The Bible says, For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you in the houses where you are. Someone say the blood is a sign. <laughs> the blood is a sign over me, over me, over my house. He said, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. The plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. The plague shall not be on me to destroy me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Quickly, 1 Samuel 23. The Bible says from verse 9, he said, when David knew that Saul plotted evil against him, he said to Abiathar, the priest, bring the effort here. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has certainly heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. But will the men of Keilah deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord of Israel, O Lord God of Israel, I pray you, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men of Kilel deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? Realize that David was asking a different kind of question here. Because there are, there are wicked people when they are out to do evil. They don't care who they destroy along with you. So wicked people just make up their mind, you know. They just say, you know what, well, that person is in that vehicle. We don't care how many other people pass on with them. But I say the blood is over you. Amen. The Lord God Almighty will protect you and those who are with you. In the name of Jesus. And they will realize, due to the fear for their own life, these people, they might decide to sacrifice me. And that was exactly what they did. So in verse 13, so David and his men, about 600 men. Wow. Arose and departed from Kila. And went wherever they could go. Please note that wherever they could go. Then it was told Saul that David had escaped from Keilah. And so he halted the expedition. In verse 14. And David stayed in the strongholds of the wilderness. And remained in the mountains of the wilderness of Sif. So Saul sought him every day. But God. But God. I just thank God for but God who will not allow the virus near my house. But God will not allow the enemy near my place of work. But God who will protect me and my ways in all my ways and endeavors did not deliver me into their hands. He will not deliver you into the enemy's hand. Father, we thank you for the life that is in your word. We ask you this morning, Lord, that you open our understanding, for we cannot begin to know the depth of your truth unless you open our eyes. 
And as we search like one in the dark today, grant us understanding to see light. Help us to receive what you've gotten ready for us today. That we may become a people whom you have called us to be. Thank you, Father. Help me, Lord, to speak your truth beyond my preparation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, the text before us today is part of the formation days of the leadership and the kingship of David. We've chosen to start at this point because, yes, we've seen David as a soldier, as a warrior. One that not so much was known about him, but he killed Goliath. But after that, Saul tried to kill him. And then he ran for his life. So this was the first time we are seeing David actually leading a people. And what kind of leader will he be? What kind of leader will you be? What kind of business person will you be? What kind of responsibilities will you be able to show that in future? And so we can begin to learn from David. But as you're seeking to develop your life and develop your business and develop your family and build yourself quietly, there is always this enemy nearby that is seeking to pull you down. You must understand that no matter what intentions you have or intentions you do not have, the enemy does not need your permission to want to come and attack you. And that is why it's important for us to understand the subject we are dealing with today. Because not because of something that David has done wrong. But it's just because of the destiny that he's been assigned to. The theme that we are looking at this morning is titled, Hidden in Plain Sight. Hidden in Plain Sight. Because we must still walk the surface of this earth. We must still live among everybody else. But yet the devil seeks to do evil. But no matter what he seeks to do, God will still cover his own. We'll look a bit more into what that means. So this was uh, the early days of David in his journey to fulfillment. Now it sounds funny when we say the early days of his kingship. Because really, all you can see about David at this, I, I mean the idea of him being called a king sounds quite funny, like a joke. Because all you can see about David at this point is he's almost like a king of caves. Because he ran from cave to cave. He's been anointed king. That's the truth. But the fact is, nothing about his life looked like a king. So David at this point could be entitled to be asking God, God, why did you promise me a nation when all you can deliver is a cave? Have you ever been in a position where the facts of your life does not reflect the destiny that you saw. The promises that you got at the beginning. Have you ever got to a point in a year where you look at the beginning of the year, the promises you were made or the goals you set are not the same thing that you are looking at. Now that's, that's quite, that is exactly the picture that we are seeing now. At that moment, the devil is not, is not far away to paint the picture of failure. He will ring the songs of failure to you and say to you, you see your life. And you begin to magnify the things that have not yet happened. To create more fear. So that when fear has gripped you, you are incapacitated. You can't even function. But that's intention. But the good news is, David didn't see himself as king of caves. 
I thank God for people who will not give up. David, by the, by the mercies of God, for most times in his life, when he ran from cave to cave, from wilderness to wilderness, he still believed in the God who called him. This morning, I wanted to borrow some wisdom from, from David. I want to see some things that David did. David, like many great and successful leaders, they have stories of moving from fight to fight. He moved from fight to fight, from victory to victory. There were days that were good. There were days that were not so good. But that's the story of anyone that God will use. You might be saying to yourself, what's going to happen to us in this world? What is happening about the story? What is going to happen? But listen to me. It's just like when you think that, well, the, the, the figures we are seeing out there concerning the virus is going down, then it's going up, and then there's so many people are dying. But you must always believe in the promise you are given at the beginning. Don't take your eyes off it. Don't look at the facts. Look at the truth. Because the truth is, David, you are still anointed as king. Now, friends, regardless of the age of many heroes that you have had in the past, and even now, some of them, like Abraham, you see, Abraham moved as a pilgrim, as a sojourner, from place to place, from villages and towns to towns. He moved from living in tents to tents, carrying with him the promise of being a father of nation. But everything that he saw didn't look like it. He had to endure the laughter of men. You call yourself a father. Father of who? He went through that for 25 years. Abraham had to go through all this kind of pain and embarrassment. Sometimes, this is the reason why many people actually don't want to be given a promise. Because they are afraid, what if it doesn't happen? Many people don't want to stretch their faith because they are thinking, what if God, but why don't you know that God who promised you is able to do it? Abraham had to go through that so did many other leaders before you and I. Have you ever told yourself that this storm will soon be over? Tell yourself that, well, maybe this year, this is this year. Yeah, it will soon be over. But the sun came and it left, but the rain remained. You told yourself that definitely after this round of treatment, ah, it's going to be okay. Seem like is this ship ever gonna survive this sail? I came to tell somebody that this will turn to praise in the name of Jesus. It will turn to praise. I say you have escaped this one in the name of Jesus. You have you have to tell yourself, I have escaped, I have survived it in the name of Jesus. See, many times it's not really the duration of the affliction or the duration of the of the physical battles. That are most painful it's mostly the trauma it's mostly the things you have to play over and over in your head it's mostly the things you have to go through not even the duration for example think about jacob imagine jacob how he kept the shredded coat of many colors of his son joseph blood-stained and he kept it under the mattress and occasionally when nobody was looking and jacob would bring it out and he will sob quietly in his room. Playing over in his head. This is something that's happened many years ago. But how did he die? But, but did anybody see the animal that killed my son? But where were the brothers? 
could, could it have happened differently? Why did I send him on that day? It's really the trauma that lingers. Even when the thing happened many years back. Well, my dear friends, the problem with that is if something is not done with that, he can leave you living with that pain for the rest of your life. Until you now intentionally take a decision. Every leader that you know, that you see, everyone who has achieved anything in life, they have questions that are unanswered in their stories. But we have to intentionally move on and know that God has given grace to move on from that. If you try to find answers to every question, I will not move until I have an answer to this one. You will never get to the destination that God wants to take you to. I wish I can have answers to all life questions. But no, God hasn't called us to do that. So much is happening in the world right now, friends. So much. That unless we intentionally live, we can't. We can't deal with the emotional damage that comes with it. You have to intentionally press on in your career. You have to intentionally press on in parenting. You have to intentionally press on in serving God. You can't say, I, I wish things were different. I probably would do better. But you are the one to make the difference. You don't wait for anything else to change. You're the one to make that difference. Because many people will wait for things to change before they change it. Why did I have to tell you all this? It's because we are meeting our man David at a point in his life where he could have sat down in a cave and be thinking, maybe when Saul dies, I'm going to go back to town. Maybe when the virus go, I'm going to pick up a study and begin to do some more courses. Maybe I'm going to change my job. Maybe I'm going to do something when, when something is okay. Maybe I'm going to start worshiping God again. He could stay in a cave and wait for this moment to go. In the previous chapter 22. We have seen David escaped himself into the cave called Adullam. He was a lonely place. It was a lonely time in his life. He was one of those lowest moments in his life. He was by himself and a few guys. He had played the mad guy. But the Bible said that men located where he was. And one by one, people came to meet him. They didn't look like soldiers. They were discouraged. They were disgruntled. They were men in debt, in distress. People came to him. Why? Because no matter how bad it is, my dear friends, loneliness is still not the way out. No matter how bad it is, shutting yourself up, shielding yourself into a room, covering the things, and you know, I don't want to see nobody. It's still not the answer. God will settle you in company. God gathered men to David, even in his dark moment of life. I want you to understand that you are not alone. Listen to a young lady over the radio this past week, and she called the radio station complaining. How she has not seen a human being for two weeks. And she's in uni. She said because of what's going on, she's been in her room. Not gone out. Not seen a human being for two weeks. She can see people on her screen, but she has not seen anybody. 
And she said she was beginning to lose it. And the radio presenter was asking her to go out there. Just put on your face mask. She said, but I'm afraid. She said, go out there. Call your mom, call your dad. Tell them you are going out there now. No matter how bad things are, God will still connect you with people who will make a difference in your life. I know where I'm talking to people this morning. <laughs> so what we see here, God started bringing people to David. Defeated individuals. Why is that important? It's because there is no problem we cannot solve together. And there are very, very few problems we can solve alone. There is a, there is a level where your isolation will carry you. The Bible says that two are what? Better than one. There is a reason for coming together. There is a reason for shielding. There is a reason for doing the business alone. There is a reason why we form partnership. There is a reason why we seek wisdom. We seek counsel. And when God brings people together, the next thing is not just we just sit down and just make noise. No, it's a time to reconnect to purpose. So when these men gathered to David, David realized, even though I have issues, they have issues, but I have assignments for destiny. And David had to connect these people back to purpose. He had to paint a picture, a vision for them so that they can rise from their mystery. Are you still following? Why is he trying to do this? Because teamwork is at the heart of every great achievement. Teamwork. Whether you are at home or you are here, you must understand that you are part of a team. And you must understand that every great thing you have seen on earth was only possible because there was teamwork behind it. You might see one person on the podium, but that person did not achieve it by themselves. It was a collective effort. You're hearing me, you are seeing me right now, not because of what I did or I am doing, it's because some people are behind it. David, like a good leader, he had to turn the cave into a training ground. That's interesting. They were in a cave, but the cave became a training ground. Do you know you can turn your problem into a learning curve? You can turn it into a story. You can turn it into a thing. You can turn it into a ministry. He turned the cave into a training ground. These folks didn't come to fight. Many of them just wanted to escape. But David, he, he, he told all of them, you know what, guys? We are soldiers. And we must fight. And we must make a name. And we must make a living. They were away. They were in exile. But David realized that unless I give them purpose, all of us will waste away here. So they started training. And then they started a business of providing protection for people who are in trouble. Isn't that great? So, we're about to see the first official public assignment when they came out of lockdown. They've been locked down in a cave. Training in a cave. But now they're going out for their first official assignment. Now, while they were training, God would always bring opportunities your way. So they were training and God knows what is ahead. So news came to David that the people of Keilah were under siege by the enemy. David went to God 
And he sought God's face. Lord, this is the battle you prepared for me. Now, one of the things you should also understand about this is every leader, and I mean every leader, and I'm talking to all of us now, because we are coming out of this COVID-19 case all as leaders. That's the mentality I want us all to have. Leaders in your place of work. Leaders everywhere you are. I don't care what Keda it is. I'm going to get into that much, much later. But you must understand that you carry an assignment. And as a leader, you must know your battles to fight. So David went to God. God, is this the battle I should go for? Should I go after these people? God said, go. Now, that seemed to be the easiest part of his assignment. Because one thing is for God to say, go. Another thing is for your team to follow you. <laughs> go. So David went to the team. Team, we're going to fight now. And guess what? They said no. They said no. Why am I telling you this? Because like I told us, this is, is a build-up story. It's important for us to know everything that made David great later. David was showing us something that was never found in the administration of Saul. There was never a time you saw Saul consulting any eldership board. Are you following me now? There was no team. There was no known leadership board. He only, well, even if he asked his son, he didn't even ask his opinion. He didn't equip nobody. But right from the wilderness, you saw David giving people an empowerment for part of the process of making decisions. So David asked his men, and the men said no. Why did they say no? Because at this point, friends, all they wanted to do was to self-preserve their lives. They were afraid of going out. They were afraid of stepping out. They were afraid of getting involved in anything. In fact, if they got involved, they just want to remain anonymous. If they connected, they just want to hide. Even if it's a home church of about three people, they will hide. <laughs> Not here. I want you to understand something. Wherever God places you, you just said we are light. Light don't hide. Amen. You must understand that the reason why you are there is to shine. Why? Because your shining can illuminate somebody else. And this team of people, no matter what you think you don't have, there is something you got for the team. Without us moving forward, we can't be all we will be later on down the line. I'm taking my time to show us later on the thing that made David great. Right from this moment, David realized that everybody had something to offer. Everybody must be part of what we are doing. So it was his assignment, it was his duty, it was his responsibility to show the big picture to the team. We can't stay in this cave. We got to get out there. We got to remain relevant. So he went back to God. God, my folks are saying this. He said, really? What do you think he was doing there? He was seeking clarity. To lead in anything you are leading, you must always offer the room for clarity. That is not about you. 
Why is he doing that? He's a leader. He could have just done anything. Why? No, he realized that the goal is more important than his title. Sometimes you have to lead from among the people, not necessarily always from the front. I don't know where you're understanding what I'm trying to say this morning. I know where you want me to get. I, can, I will get to the story, but I'm showing you what made the story the story. Because David, Parapia, he didn't just impose it on them. So sometimes our kind of leadership might, be, might appear sometimes as weak to some people. It's because of what God has shown us from the beginning. He had to get the people to see what he's seen. I know it's so amazing that even all of them agreed to it, not because they wanted to. But sometimes when you are in a team, you have to consider the interest of the team, not just your own interest. Am I getting through to you this morning? If we don't settle this at this point, when we get to killer, we're going to have a problem. That's why I'm taking my time. If we don't settle it here, when we get to killer, something's about to go down, that it will be important that you know where we started from. Sometimes in church, people don't want to know what's going on. So when there is an issue, they don't even have understanding of how to deal with it. Boom, they're out of the window. But God wants it to be a relevant part of a house. So you know how things are weaved together. Some people don't want to know what's going on in their own house. But God wants you to know how things are done in this house. So, mom, why did you buy that? Or wife, why did we pick that? You should be relevant when you are still alive. So the man, they could see what David was doing. He sought God's face. He sought clarity. And he presented it to them and then they followed him. So they went to kill us. So jump to verse 5. Then they fought the battle in verse 5. And the Bible said God gave them a great victory. I said this year, you are having a great victory in Jesus' name. You are having a great victory in the name of Jesus. Whatever exam you're doing, project you are doing, presentation you've got, you will have a great victory. As you read over, you repackage it, you restudy your work, and you look over the things, and you walk with God, you walk in God, you will have a great victory. What is so interesting about the people that God is using is that sometimes you now wonder because it was time for them to, to enjoy. It was time for them to rejoice because they have had a great victory. It was time for them to say, wow, this is great time. We've made it. And now let's begin to rejoice. Somebody went and told Saul where they were. Now, that's the thing about David. And it's the thing about you. Most of the time, Saul never knew where David was. It's always somebody. Somebody will go and monitor his movements. Every demonic monitoring spirit that knows where you are, knows what you are doing, knows what your children are on to. I pray that this year God will shatter their mirror. God will confuse their, their, their GPS in the name of Jesus. Somebody always, oh, King, I found out where he was. Where is hiding? They were always telling stories. Saul himself would have done know. They carried news. 
That's why you should be wise yourself what to put out there in this season. I think there's something about our generation that wants to run too quick before your time. Something about this generation, even in a restaurant, you quickly take a picture, Snapchat. You go everywhere. You go into school, this is my left hand, this is my shoe, this is my trainer. You must understand what is the purpose of your telling the world what you are just saying? Ask yourself. Because not everybody reading about you is happy about you or happy for you. Not everybody is celebrating you. There is always someone seeking to devour you. So someone went and told Saul David's whereabouts. Now, now David went back to God and said, God, will the people of Kila, will they give me, I mean, it should have been a question he shouldn't be asking. But he didn't leave anything to chance. See, sometimes the people you risk your life for and your integrity for, they are the first to stab you on the back. At the first opportunity, they want to save themselves than save you. Or even save the organization you stand for. There should have been no reason why the people of Kila will be, I mean, they didn't even think twice. Is it David? Sir, he's over there. But you see, this is part of what you need to learn if God will use you for anything in your life. This is part of the package. In your place of work, a colleague you mentored, you trained, will be the very one seeking your position. But if that happens, bless God, it means something higher is prepared for you. Be careful in this generation. Your friend who you are telling everything that is not good about your husband, maybe the one say, yeah, we just with God, we just give me a husband like your own. And I'm not talking Nollywood. I'm talking church. So you know the story. The Bible said these people, God told David that they're going to do it. David didn't sit around calling all of them. And you did this. And you did that. I, I, he was not into the fighting, my friend. Time has come for you to wake up. The God will have to show you some things that, you know what, if it happened, move on. If it happened, rise over it. It's part of maturity. Do you understand? I'm rise over. Don't lose your purpose because somebody did that. What is interesting about this story, which is what I love about it. So amazing. So many things actually I love about this story. The Bible said that they left city. 600 people. Now, if 600 men left with David, you must know that there will be women, there will be other folks. How can that number live without Saul knowing about it? Because Saul had already cornered them. I'm talking about hidden in plain sight. But it's not just their living that really interested me, it's how they left. <laughs> now they had to leave. This is when Saul 
I mean, David wrote the psalm, Psalm 66. One of those moments that this psalm is relevant, Psalm 66 verse 12. He says, you have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. But you brought us out to reach fulfillment. Somebody here, you are coming out to reach fulfillment. Men have walked over you. Men have given you up. Men have told stories about you. They have turned your goodness. They have thrown it back at your face. But I say you are coming out with a better story. In the name of Jesus. When you have to live your life from fight to fight, it's hard to wonder, God, where is your face? So perhaps we are best when we are searching for God. You see, because when we are searching for God, we have no independence. We have to completely depend on him. It's in such moments when you have to seek God in such tight moments. There are no scripts to follow. It's just God, what do I do? Where do I run to? And I say to you that, well, this is your nurse. You don't even say, is the nurse short? Is it tall? Is it from this country? Is this the nurse? You just say, God, just let this person do the right thing. Are you following me now? When you are caught in a corner, there is only one person you are depending on. God. I want us to understand that the world has been caught into a corner right now. Yeah. The wisdom of the wise men have been confounded. So you see in the story, David and his men were caught. And at this point, you see that the fact that the people with him, because they have believed in it is a we thing. There was no question of stoning David on this occasion. You brought us to this place. That's why I showed you at the beginning. They trusted in the God inside the leader. They trusted in the purpose that brought them out. You said we're going to fight. We fought. We won. Now we are caught in this position. The Bible said they went wherever. Have you seen a blind person grouping for the door in the dark or in the night? It's dark to him any time of the day. The blind man grouping for the door. I know the door is there. So he's grouping. When you see a blind person grouping, he knows that what I'm looking for is there, but he can't find it. He's grouping. But the good thing about the blind person is that God has granted them ability for enhanced senses in other area. Are you following me now? You see, what you're looking for, you know the presence of God is there. And I just can't. I can't grab him, but I know he's there. I will get him. And so the Bible said, I want to put up that verse 13. Verse 13. He said they departed from Kila and went wherever they could. Oh. Wherever they could go. What do you think it means wherever they could go? It means when they got up to escape. There was no clear plan. You know, when we left home, we said we are going to Kila. But this time around, we don't know where we're going. We don't know where we're going to do. We don't have a particular plan, but we have a God. <laughs> I don't know what you are holding on to in this season. You know, we have had all the theories. We have had all the things said to us. Wash your hands, clean your face, do your whatever. I don't know what it is, but I know I have a God. Are you following me now? The government, they are tired of all the things, all the words they can use. We use everything. But right now, all we have is is God. I have brought a message of hold on to God to you. Are you listening to me now? Because in the season where, where there's nowhere else to hide, we are now hiding in plain sight. 
You see, when you hide in plain sight, this is only God who can keep you. It's only God who can hide you. Are you following me now? They didn't know wherever they could go. The Bible said they went wherever they could go. So they turned here. They said, can you see some soldiers over there? Okay, they run over here. You see, but why they are running? God was making even their mistakes to work for them. The Bible says that God makes all things to work together for good for them who love God. God was leading them. God was guiding them. They didn't know how they are going, where they are going. This morning, do you really understand what I'm saying to you? I, you don't know where you are going. You don't know how you will go. But God says, I will lead you. In the way you do not know. <laughs> I will order your steps, even in the waters. I will guide you with my eyes. I will take you into places you don't know. The thing about hiding in plain sight is that the thing is hiding. The person looking does not know except the person who hid it. <laughs> Listen to me. A thousand may fall on your left hand, ten thousand on this side. You will escape this one because you are hiding in plain sight. You are hiding in plain sight. There is a God who will show you. Should I come here? Should I come there? Wherever they could go. They didn't know where to go. They didn't have a plan. They didn't know what else to do except God. Except God. Except God. In all your getting, get God. In all your hiding, hiding God. Are you listening to what I'm saying this morning? <laughs> there is a God who will hide you, who will deliver you. The Bible said in verse 14. Let me begin to close. He said, David abode in the wilderness in the stronghold remain standing i'm closing this he said he remained i love this one he remained in the mountain of the wilderness of self saul sought him every day every day don't fool yourself that the virus is not seeking you don't fool yourself that your enemy at work is not seeking your downfall don't think that the plan of the enemy is not there. You are only standing because God will not deliver you into their hands. He said, Saul sought him every day. Every day. I love that word. He sought him every day. Saw that pregnancy every day. Saw that job every day. Sought that marriage, that family every day. Sought that career. Sought that business. But God did not deliver. Do you see that meaning? You see, it wasn't that Saul was not making the efforts. You must understand that Saul had a state behind him. Saul had the soldiers, he had the numbers. But God will not deliver you. He will not deliver your children. He will not deliver your household into their hand. There is a God! The God whom you trusted. The Bible says, for God makes all things to work together for good. Well, why? Because from the beginning, David was walking in the line of God. He sought God's face. My friend, if the reason why you do what you do is God. If the reason why, why you can stand is God. If the reason why you serve is God. If the reason why you worship is God. If the reason why you are standing out or going out, you are going to walk is God. He will keep you from falling. Let me close with this scripture in Psalm 54. This is an amazing script. I want you to read it with me. In Psalm 54 verse 1 to 7. This is a psalm that David wrote when he got into this wilderness. The wilderness of Sif. David said, save me, O God, by your name. 
by your name vindicates me with your strength keep going hear my prayer may the Lord hear your prayer today give ear to the words of my mouth I pray that as you pray to God, you talk to God day by day, he will give you to the words of your mouth. He said, for strangers have risen up against me. And oppressors have sought after my life. You know why they oppress us? They have more power than me. They have more influence. They have more, 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 more connections. He said, they seek my life. They have not set God before them. Verse 4. Behold, God is my helper. Who is your helper? Who is your helper? God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. This one thing that is very important for you to know. That it's not just that God will uphold you, will uphold those who also pray for you. Those who are with you. Those who are standing with you. David wasn't praying for himself. He was praying for the whole team. When the lockdown was really heavy and dark. Every time we came to church, about five or six of us, I usually pray while the team's running around, the crew setting up the camera. I used to pray to God, Lord, not one of these people must be sick. Not one of them must be sick. Nobody must be sick. Because the enemy was seeking daily. Every day. And I said to God as we, as the lockdown began to, began to be eased off. And I said, Lord, as we come out to worship, as we come out to praise you, not one must be sick. Listen to me. God will uphold those who help me. He will uphold those who serve God. Those who worship with God, worship with me. Next verse. Next verse. The Bible says, he will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. I will freely sacrifice to you. Oh. My dear friends, you must understand this point. Don't just ask God to do things without you knowing what you should do back to God. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name. Oh Lord, for it is good. See that? It is good to sacrifice. Sacrifice that can get you out. We know you can worship from home. But sacrifice that there is a greater purpose than just for me. Iron sharpens iron. Last verse. For he has delivered me. <laughs> Out of my trouble. All trouble. All kinds of affliction. Sicknesses. Setbacks. My eyes have seen the desires upon my enemies. That's your portion. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.